Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is a crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinSierge Club, mobile private key wallet, and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to take crypto mainstream. Today we're going to take a look at something very near and dear, or should be very near and dear to everybody's hearts, and that is crypto security. I've done several podcasts on security. And there's been some things that have happened in the market recently and also some things in a private chat with a, a group of crypto friends where multiple people have been targeted recently with some of the latest scams uh, out involving crypto. And these are not new people to the game. These are people that have been in a while. But some of these things that are happening are not just crypto related. They may be, may be done and targeted to people with crypto. But this could happen to anyone, so I want to kind of talk a little bit about that. The biggest thing on the agenda is SIM swapping. Now, there was an article recently on Reddit. Uh, you can find it on Reddit about uh, SIM swapping, someone talking about how it happened to them, and they ignored some of the signs that showed that their SIM had been swapped. And just really, let's get into what is SIM swapping. Sounds kind of extreme, uh, sounds kind of crazy, but it's, it's not really that crazy. It could happen. So basically, whenever you go to get a new phone and the new phone has a SIM in it, uh, you're, you're basically, you, you, know, you have an agent, whether you're at a carrier store or you're at a store like Best Buy that does all the carriers, and they, they do what's called a SIM swap legally for you, which is something that you want done because you want to take the service off of your existing phone and put it on the new phone. Happens all the time. Uh, you know, that's not, you know, fraudulent, but what typically happens in a SIM swapping case where someone is attempting to reset and access people's sensitive information is they contact the carrier one way or another and pretend to be you, pretend to be the person with that phone number and they have uh, the PIN number reset, whatever, you know, information they have initially to get that taken care of. And then they have the SIM swapped over to a phone that they have in their possession. So now they typically have access to most of your accounts. What happens typically whenever you try to reset, um, you know, when you try to reset a password, it will text you a code, it will send you an email. So if that hacker is able to get access to your phone by taking your phone service and put it over on them, they can reset just about anything. You're talking bank accounts, crypto accounts, anything that you possibly even have two-factor authentication on. So if you're ever in a situation where you should have service and that service is not working, you need to contact the carrier right away. That's one of the first signs because for that new phone to work, that old phone is not going to work anymore. It's an initial signal tip. People may think, oh, something's wrong with the carrier. But if you could check with a few people and find out uh, whether or not they have service or not, and they do and they have the same carrier as you, you need to reach out to that carrier right away. That doesn't hurt to have any precautions. Whatever PIN code you have, so typically when you call a carrier, they will ask you for a PIN code, security code, whatever you want to call it. If you haven't updated that in a while, it's time to change it. If it's the same PIN code you use on multiple things, you're going to want to change it, right? So you want to make sure you access those things and don't give out your phone number uh, don't have it publicly online unless you're in a business where you need that. You need to have that taken care of. In many cases, if 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 there's a certain case where you want people to reach out to you, you can go uh, create a Google Voice phone number, uh, which is tied to your original phone number. Uh, but if anybody called the carrier with that Google Voice phone number, they wouldn't be able to contact you. So you can download the Google Voice app, 
set up a Google Voice phone number, and utilize that when you give out numbers. Have, have one number that you give out to friends and family that are close to you, and another number that you give out for uh, business acquaintances that you just want them to contact you there. So SIM swapping is a big deal. Happened to somebody that we know this past week, not going to name any names. It's not really important who it happened to or why it happened to, but let's just say there was some crypto stolen. It was a big headache trying to get everything set up, getting everything stopped. And this person was also had their accounts cloned on multiple social media platforms. And then that cloned account was attempting to pretend to be him and try to scam other people. Now, this was someone that people looked up to, you look up to in the business world. So you can see how that could, you know, cause, you know, cause a problem uh, and or, you know, give way for people to believe it. So SIM swapping is a big deal, uh, something that you want to be aware of that's possible. So just make sure you're aware of what's going on with that. If you ever have any issues with your with your carrier, if you haven't already up, up, updated your PIN code and things like that, you want to go ahead and do that. But uh, if you notice your services, you don't have service in an area where you should have service, you're going to want to reach out right away uh, to that. So let's go into security. I mean, there's a lot of different things out there that you need to be aware of. Uh, one of the things, just going through some of the news headlines today, and there is actually a paper wallet site. So you can print out crypto paper wallets, a uh, wallet site called WalletGenerator.net. Uh, if you have any currency that you've bought or utilized them to create a paper wallet for you, you want to go ahead and eliminate, move everything off of that, get it out of out of there because there's been an issue where the same um, private keys have been issued to multiple different people getting crypto. So not that that's per se a scam unless the second address is intentionally sent to scammers, but it looks to be a flaw in the site. So that's just one thing to be aware of. Um, you know, but there, like I said, there's a lot of scams out there that are designed to target people. And this is not just in crypto. Crypto is just one of the latest frontier. And you heard me mention in the past, wherever there's uh, gold, there's going to be pirates. And wherever, wherever there's digital gold, there's going to be digital pirates. So uh, another, another thing that's also been happening a lot, I've been seeing. So there's a fake crypto wallet app imitating Trezor that's found on Google Play Store. And, you know, a couple of years ago, this had actually happened when it came to uh, Binance. So Binance had an Android app, but did not have a Google Play app. I mean, I'm sorry, vice versa. Had a Google Play app, but did not have an Apple app. And there was a third party uh, site that created a quote unquote fake Binance app that they were able to get it also on the Play Store and get it on onto the Apple Store. And a lot of people downloaded that app, put in their login information, and guess what happened? Now, whoever had created that had access to login and password, right? So they knew the username, they knew the password, they can log in and access those accounts. And it led to a somewhat, you know, somewhat crucial hack that happened to the Binance uh, platform back then at that time. So always when you're downloading apps, make sure. So if I'm downloading the Trezor app, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clicking on something from Trezor.com on their official website and always pay attention to the URLs at the top. The website may look like it's for them, but it may be not, may not be. That's why you always want to make sure that you are on the official website because then if there's an app available, it will link you to those different apps. So this one particular Trezor, which is another hardware wallet brand, uh, has a wallet app that is imitating Trezor, which is designed to 
you know, steal your private keys, steal your crypto. And, uh, you know, you're going to see this thing be more and more prevalent as Bitcoin's prices continue to rise again, because, you know, let's face it, it's popular again. A lot of people are asking about it. I've got friends that haven't been involved in crypto and haven't even heard, you know, I haven't heard anything from them in a couple of years. And they're reaching out saying, hey, should I buy now when, you know, typically December would have been the best time to buy. But that's besides the point. So a lot of these apps. So that's the latest one out there. You're going to see these things pop up. So that's why I wanted to circle back to security. It's very important that you understand what's going on, how to protect yourself. Always protect your private keys. First and foremost, make sure you use an, uh, an authenticator app, a two-factor authentication. It could be the two-factor authentication that Google Authenticate. It could be the app called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y. But make sure you're using a two-factor authentication code, writing down your backup keys, your, your, your reset codes that are given whenever you set that up. And that way you are protected. Because even if someone gets your username and password, typically two-factor authentication is enough to stop them from being able to log in. Now, in some cases, that may not be enough. There is a product out there called YubiKey, Y-U-B-I-K-E-Y. They run about 50 bucks, and it is a device that it gives you another layer of protection that is better than two-factor authentication. It's something that you keep on you at all times. It's a USB flash drive, but it also has NFC built in to where you can either use put it on your computer to help authenticate that it's you, and also the NFC part is whenever you need to tap it on your cell phone as, a, as another authentication that you are actually the right person trying to log into your account. So just be aware of those. There's a lot of things coming out there, uh, a lot of different scams, a lot of different things to steal your information, steal your private keys. Always be leery of, of clicking on any kind of links, <coughs> excuse me, any kind of pop-ups or anything that may look fishy and when in doubt, research it. Find out if it's real. Uh, for instance, Trezor. I can go to Trezor's web, website and see if they actually have an app that is available and then download it from there versus just Googling it and clicking on a link. Uh, that's how a lot of these, these attacks happen where people have their identities or their login information or account stolen or hacked into is they may click on a site and it could be a phishing site that's designed just to look like it's an official site but it's really just designed to steal your information um, there's another app out there right now that's offering free bitcoin and ethereum it's a scam uh, that was put out by malware hunters uh, so just to tell you a little bit about that it claims to give users a chance to earn 45 dollars a day in free bitcoin and it is a scam and that was an independent malware hunter that posted that online back on may 20th just a few days ago uh, software, which is known as Bitcoin Collector, is advertised on a website that supposedly enables users to share a unique URL with their friends and pay out three Ethereum worth about $800 at the time of you know when they when they put out this article for every 1,000 people who click on it. This is just a way to take a scam, get it out there to a lot of people. Um, it, it's a front, and it, it attempts to steal login credentials and your money. So at, at first, downloading the software launched ransomware that warned users all of their information had been encrypted using the most cryptographic algorithms, adding no system administration in the world can solve this problem without knowing the password. So then it evolved into a Trojan, enabling fraudsters to steal crypto wallets, files, and login details, take, take screenshots, review your browsing history without anybody knowing 
what was going on. So make sure. So last week, researchers have found apps on Google Play that that imitated the hardware of Trezor, like we just mentioned, and then this as well. So there's a lot going on as crypto you see us move back into where we're in an uptrend right now, whether it's going to last or not. This podcast isn't really designed to call that. We're talking about security right now. But as you see crypto prices rise, you're going to see more and more of these scams popping up. Talking from someone that saw it all happen in 2017 when the market was hot, the scams were hot as well. So found another article on Bitcoin. It said talked a little bit about uh, the top five or five crypto phishing scams to be aware of. Um, so fishing for crypto, there's a fake, my ether wallet. There is, you know, pay fees on money one where they're trying to get you to pay fees. Uh, there is, um, electrum wallet attack, fake ICO schemes and sextortion scams. Uh, they're all designed to steal your crypto. So my ether wallet, uh, you know, the phishing email sent to users suggests that there's been an unrelated security incident on my Ether wallet and the company needs your login information. Now, I've, I've talked about this in the past as well. Anytime you get an email from a, you know, my Ether wallet or any kind of company that could be Coinbase, even Coinbase had it going around a while back saying that they need you to log in to verify this or that. It is a fake link. Don't click on it. If, if in, within, when in doubt, go to the official website, type it into your browser and go to it and see if that is the case. Don't click on the link that is sent in your email because you can see most of the time those are fake. Pay fees on money one. It's just a crypto flavor remake of an old trick. So when you look at it, it contacts you, let you know you want a large sum of money, but you got to pay the taxes on or receive payment. This has happened for ages prior to crypto. They just threw in crypto now to make it the latest and greatest. So Electrum wallet attack. Uh, hackers have sent users of another crypto wallet notifications they need to download a new version of the software. <coughs> Look at the company's official statement revealed that, in fact, the latest build of Electrum is 3.3.3, not the 4.0 build suggested in the attack. So if you download the new program, it is malware. It will try to steal your information. Uh, fake ICO schemes. There's a whole lot of different fake ICOs. Honestly, just avoid ICOs at this point. One, if you're in the USA... They shouldn't be, if they're open in the U.S., they're not legit because there's too many rules and regulations and, and most ICOs are avoiding the U.S. altogether. But even if you're in other countries, avoid ICOs. I mean, most ICOs lately have come out. You've seen them typically retrace. The only things that have been somewhat successful are what we call IEOs. Now, if you remember, ICO stands for Initial Coin Offering. Initial Coin Offering was when a company would release their crypto, kind of like a pre-sale. You typically get it at a discounted price. And then whenever the crypto is released, you are sent that crypto into your wallet. And then hopefully it'll get added to some exchanges and you start to sell it. The latest, the latest craze that has been with uh, been happening with new cryptos is what we call an IEO, initial exchange offering. What that means is the exchange is offering the initial sale of the cryptocurrency, which takes out any kind of guess of when it's going to get listed on exchange. What we've seen so far with IEOs, they sell out pretty quickly. But a lot of these fake ICO sites are not real. Don't fall for them. It's just a remake of what we saw a few years ago, and it's coming back. And then the fifth type of phishing scam, as I mentioned, is called sextortion scams. So it's just a remake of another classic phishing scheme. 
Uh, you receive an email that makes mention of one of your existing passwords to show that the hacker has compromised your account and threaten you with the notion that they've acquired pictures or videos of you that are sexual in nature and could make them public if you don't pay in crypto. Same, same scam has been around for ages. They just mixed in a little bit of crypto. So as you can see, you know, some of these are creative, but most of them are just uh, remakes of old ones. So basic online safety, always check the links in the emails, type them in if you have to, the sender, grammar in the message. And typically if it seems like something's off, it probably is. Don't let your greed blind you to the common sense approach that, hey, this is probably not legit. Nobody's going to leave me money. I didn't win a ton of money and I just got to pay some fees on it, right? If, they, if it's not logical, then don't let your greed overpower common sense thinking. And make sure you report those. Uh, report them to the official companies, whoever you can. Typically, you can get those sites, you know, can be taken down uh, if enough people report it. So, uh, you know, that, that, that's really it when we talk about security right now. Uh, outside of that, one thing I mentioned, if you remember a while back, I also interviewed um, a guy, Philip Mele, with, uh, with <clears throat> excuse me, Philip Mele, um, who has a device that allows you to store all of your private keys. And, you know, basically, you want something because you don't want to store all your private information on a you know, on your computer, in the notepad. It's not secure, that can be hacked. You don't wanna you just have it all written down in a paper. This was a flash drive that allowed you to basically store it on the, on, on the flash drive. And you also don't wanna store it in a notepad on your cell phone or in your email. A lot, of, a lot of times when you hear about different wallets being hacked, a lot of times it's not the wallets that hacked. It is, is usually wherever they, they may have stored their private keys or backup seed in their email or in a notepad and that particular email or notepad gets hacked and then and then that's when it opens it up to your account being hacked it wasn't that the account was hacked it was your email address or your notepad on on your phone or your computer was hacked so um just be careful out there as far as that device i'm gonna i'm drawing a blank on the name right now i'm gonna that wasn't even gonna be part of the podcast but i'll drop that in the description of this podcast you can see uh, where you can get one it's typically very good recommend you have a couple uh, because let's remember writing everything down on a notepad you can have you know fire water flood something can happen and anytime you have your backup keys you want to have it in multiple locations maybe if you get a, a security deposit box so you keep uh, your backups in multiple locations that way if something happens to the main you know say something happens to your house god forbid and then uh, you no longer have access to those private keys, you lose that crypto. But if you have a backup somewhere else in a safety deposit box uh, with a friend or family member or somewhere where you can have access to it, then you'll be able to recover all your information. And that's what it's about. One of the great things about crypto is you are the bank, you're the security, you're the vault, you control your own destiny, which that also can be a problem if you get lazy when it comes to security. So make sure you're taking the necessary steps to protect your crypto. All right, I want to thank you everybody for listening in. Hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you take some uh, took some notes and take some action if you've been lazy or lacking on any kind of security. And I want to thank you again for listening and we will catch you on the next episode.